Hello and welcome to Pelvic Floor at its Core, the only podcast out there that is brought to you by a women's health technology company, Flight Therapy. I'm your host, Shravya Cavella, Pelvic Health Physical Therapist and Business Development Manager at Flight Therapy. Find us at www.flighttherapy.com for educational articles, videos, and our free Ask a PT program. You can learn more about how flight can improve pelvic floor muscle tone, strength, and stress urinary incontinence when used for five minutes per day for an average of six weeks if dealing with pelvic floor weakness. We have a unique approach at Flight. We believe our product Flight can provide life-changing outcomes, but we also know that no single treatment is right for everyone. We are therefore working hard to increase the collective knowledge out there about the importance of the pelvic floor. Because the more we work together, the more we can work towards increasing access to pelvic health care so all women can truly live their best lives. On this podcast, I bring on pelvic health experts to talk about a variety of topics that any and every woman and clinician can relate to and learn from. It's always informative always interesting, and we always have fun. So let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Pelvic Floor at its Core. I am really excited about this one today. Our guest is big in the pelvic health world. She has created some amazing products that pelvic health doctors just about everywhere know about. And can I just say that these products are pretty? I always say pelvic health stuff is tough enough to deal with, and so we got to have more resources and products that cater to us and what we want. And we, collectively, I feel like it's somewhat safe to say, want pretty things that make us feel comfortable. And our guest, Amanda Olson, her company, Intimate Rose, does that really, really well. I, along with Probably every other pelvic floor PT out there am a bit of a groupie to Amanda Olson. She is a pelvic floor physical therapist, interestingly, a pediatric turned pelvic floor PT, and she shares that story in our episode. It's a good story, and it totally explains her drive to creating Intimate Rose, a women's health product company. Amanda is the president and CCO of Intimate Rose, and their mission is to improve the health of women worldwide. They have a variety of products ranging from vaginal weights to vaginal wands to vaginal dilators. And since we took a brief hiatus with the podcast, when we recorded this, and Amanda talks about this in the episode, Intimate Rose was just planning to release a brand new line of products. I'm really excited to say these have been released and they are available to purchase. I don't want to spoil it, so listen through to learn more about what they are and how they can help a lot of people. Okay, okay, I'm really pumped. So let's get into our interview with Dr. Amanda Olson. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh, we're so excited to have you on Pelvic Floor at its core. I, you know, have used Intimate Rose products just like my whole time treating pelvic health. And I just don't think there's a pelvic PT out there who doesn't know about Intimate Rose. So it is so exciting to have you on the podcast. So thanks for your time. 
Oh, thank you so much. That warms my heart. So I want to jump right into it. I want to start with your story. Do know that you have an interesting one. I read it on your website and I want to hear more about it from you and how you became a pelvic floor physical therapist. And then from there, just eventually how you came to begin Intimate Rose. Absolutely. It's now to me a very funny story, actually. I mean, it sounds terrible, but essentially what happened is I was a pediatric physical therapist. I had gone to physical therapy school and got my doctorate degree expressly to be a pediatric specialist. And in the first six months of being a new practitioner, I was out on a weekend adventure and I found myself cliff jumping um at 40 oh my gosh yeah it's i'm not a thrill seeker i'm not an adrenaline person this is very uncharacteristic of me i'm a runner but i was out with a group of young men and they had been doing this since they were young actually it's it's one of these spots on the river that was deemed safe (laughs) and that it's deep enough and it's very calm water and they were all doing it and so off the cliff i went and apparently when you cliff jump you are supposed to land straight like a pencil and i landed in the shape of an l leading with my bottom oh my gosh and yeah at 40 feet up water is just like cement and i severely injured myself so landing on my bottom like that i basically annihilated my pelvic floor, dislocated my coccyx, injured my back. It was very bad and it could have been much worse. I'm so grateful to be alive. If I had rotated a little bit, it would have hit my head and I'd been gone um, most certainly. And I had to go seek medical care. And one of the, I, I mean, I'm so lucky that the damage wasn't worse. And the first line of treatment was pelvic physical therapy with a colleague. I am so lucky that 14 years ago, I had a physician who was well-versed and had a great relationship with a pelvic physical therapist in my city. And I had about six months of treatment from her. She really helped me. She changed my life. I've gone on to run marathons and have two baby boys naturally. So all for all intents and purposes, I'm fine. And I owe that to her for, for helping me to rehabilitate myself. And at the end of our treatment, she she said, Amanda, you need to quit pediatrics. You need to do this. You have the right personality for it. There's not enough practitioners in the country. And at this time, roughly 14 years ago, there was like a few hundred in the US. It wasn't a big program. It wasn't a big thing. And I did. I eventually, I was still working full-time in pediatrics and I was going to courses over the weekends and board certified. And this is now my purpose and my calling. I know that I'm here to help with pelvic health and I've been doing it for 13 years now. And Intimate Rose is my company where I create pelvic health devices to help empower people to manage their symptoms on their own. And that's been around for six years now. And that's what I do. That's what, (laughs) that's how I came to be. That is a journey. I have so many questions. First question I want to know is, did anyone tell you how to cliff jump? I feel like you were with this group of people that (laughs) you like pros, they should have given you the tip, you know? There was no tutorial beforehand. I finished my doctorate degree when I was 24. I mean, there was no like alcohol or drugs involved. (laughs) I was of sound mind and conscious. um, And they all just made it look easy. And, you know, I off the cliff I went. Yeah, no warning, no education. (laughs) Gosh, that is crazy. Well, I'm so sorry you had to go through all of that, but I'm so glad it brought you to where you are. I mean, what a journey. And I'm 
I'm curious too, going from pediatric PT to pelvic PT, did you ever go into an overlap there? Do you treat peds pelvic PT? Um, yes, I absolutely have, especially, awesome. um, you know, there was an overlap while I was recertifying. And now in my pelvic health practice, I have seen kiddos from a variety of different diagnoses, um, a lot of bowel stuff, I would say, some urinary stuff as well. But yeah, it's not a large part of my patient population, but certainly I've done it. And, um, you know, I, I've always loved children and it's certainly within my comfort level and it's fun to change it and make it a game instead of, um, you know, pelvic health therapy is typically pretty serious. I've always believed strongly in a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, you know, so I always try to include lightheartedness and just making things fun and interesting for my patients. But with kiddos, it's, it's just a totally different way of making it fun. Totally. And I just have to go off on this tiny little tangent because I was actually at a Herman and Wallace course this past weekend myself. And, you know, we were talking about just potty training and kids and how a lot of those behaviors can impact people later on in life. And I just want this one little tangent to ask you if you had to give like one tip to people who are listening on on what to do or something to think about when potty training your kids, maybe regards to that like bowel health um, that you were talking about. I know it's a hard question. I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm just curious what you would say. Oh, absolutely. And being a mom of two little boys, my boys are now five and eight. um, I can say, well, it's hard to put it down into one. So I'm going to say two overarching and framing things is one, frame it in positivity and just give a lot of grace to your kiddo when you're potty training because bowel, especially with going poo, it's just a significantly different experience. We don't think about that as adults, but for, for children, the sensation of having that pressure and having something come out like that and having it be away from their body as opposed to smushed in a diaper is just a totally different sensory experience. So trying to frame it in a positive and fun way is really important and giving them a lot of grace. And two, I would say using just a lot of practice and discipline with grace. And what that means is, is that it's really hard on children when you try to make the jump to potty training and then abandon it for a few weeks or a few months and then try to go back. That disruption can be really challenging for them. So when you make the decision, try to stay the course as best as possible, understanding that things come up socially and in your schedule that you may not be able to dedicate that time. And then just giving your kiddo grace and giving yourself grace and having a sense of humor because accidents 100% are going (laughs) to happen. And I can tell you just as a mother and as a pelvic health therapist, like the, the one weekend that we really were working hard on bowel training and staying home all day was the one weekend that my little one had had um, like a whole bunch of carrots. (laughs) Oh my gosh. an, an accident occurred and it was, I mean, it was just funny at that point, you know, cause at that time we had white carpet and it was, you know, orange. So <laughs> these things happen and totally. you just gotta, you just gotta roll with it. So yeah, potty training is, it's just, you have to think of it from a child's eyes where it's a brand new skill that they're learning and it's a life skill. And we, you know, as, as parents, we love our kids so much but it, it is something that they have to have practice with. So every child goes at their own pace. Yeah. I mean, you made such a great point about it being such a different sensory experience because that's just something we don't, don't remember, but you're absolutely right. Like that is so different. So yeah. that is 
Such a good point. Um, okay, well, we can come back on topic, but I had to ask you that. <laughs> I just had to. I feel like that's just people want to know. You know what I mean? People want to know. So, okay, coming back to Intimate Rose, what was your thought process in designing some of these Intimate Rose products? Um, and and what's your favorite product that you've created? Ooh, it's like asking which one of your children you love more. I love oh, them Oh, man, it's a hard question. <laughs> um, so the thought process behind Intimate Rose is, one, I wanted to design products that were ultimately maximally comfortable for my patients being a practitioner for 14 years now and just seeing what the sensory again going back to that sensory experience what the sensory experience is like for a patient to touch and to look at and to feel the product not just in their hand but also in a very sensitive area regarding a sensitive health issue i just wanted to make something really smooth and very comfortable. And then I wanted them to be bright and cheery and pretty for lack of a better word, so that it kind of destigmatizes the medicalization of this very sensitive part of the body. So we have a variety of products ranging from vaginal weights that are used to help strengthen the pelvic floor for people that have incontinence or pelvic organ prolapse. And then we have products for people that have pelvic pain, like our wands. I designed that specifically to be able to reach deep and superficial tender points in the pelvic floor muscles. We have three different wands. The purple one is our original. And uh, the green one is a vibration wand. So it has 10 frequencies of vibration to help soothe the muscles and introduce blood flow, help reduce people that have chronic tension and pain and through the pelvic floor. And then the yellow one is brand new and it's our temperature therapy wand. So it can be made cold by placing it in the freezer or hot by placing it under some hot tap water to retain some of that warmth. And that temperature therapy is just a really nice modality for people that respond really well to warm or cold while they're working on reducing their trigger points. And then the dilators are for people that have pain with penetration. And that includes people that have pain using a tampon or pain with their medical exam or even pain with intercourse. And so they are shaped like a cylinder and they're used to gently and progressively train both the brain and the pelvic floor to relax and be flexible when you're encountering some form of penetration, whether it is that tampon or speculum or a partner during intercourse. So those are the main pelvic health tools that we have. And we make a great balm that is for moisturization of the vulva and the external part of the uh, vaginal opening, and then a lubricant as well. And we're actually working on formulating some different types of lubricant in the near future. I love how you framed that sensory experience because I've known, and I'm going to speak to this as someone who has pelvic pain as well as a pelvic PT. You know, I have used a wand for my own pelvic pain before. It was an intimate rose initially. And then, you know, once I started practicing and I learned more about the different products out there, I got one for myself and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this so much better. And you're just right. It is this experience to touch it, to feel it, how smooth it is. It's colorful. It, it makes you feel more comfortable. And I've noticed that with patients as well. Those little things I think really do make a big difference for someone who might have pain in that area. Like that's a scary thing. 
Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you love it and that you found great use for it, both for yourself and for your patients. That's the highest honor that we could have. Oh, absolutely. It's great. You shared with me all the kind of main products that you have, but you still didn't tell me what's your favorite. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> I would say probably the wand. And, and that's just purely because it's the device that I need the most um, to help manage my own pelvic pain as a mm-hmm. means of recovering from the great fall of <laughs> 2008. Yeah. Um, and then also just as a means of life and being a runner and having some scar tissue from surgeries and whatnot. So I'm, I'm very proud of the wand. It's a very unique shape. It's patented. I put a lot of work and creative thinking into to how I was going to shape it to be able to reach really deep areas that formerly were not addressed on the market. Um, so mm-hmm. being able to reach a muscle called obturator internus, which is on the sidewall of the pelvic floor, that commonly when it's got a tender point or it's restricted, can feel like hip or low back pain even. And it can be a driver of uh, discomfort, if not pain for people that have deep penetrative pain with sex too sometimes. So it really gets in people's way. And I really wanted to be able to address that. And um, for that reason, I'm just so proud of that wand. Plus, they're just so pretty. <laughs> oh my gosh, they are. Let's dive a little bit deeper into a few of the products. We could talk about Kegel weights. And the big reason that is because we haven't talked about that on the podcast before. So my question for you is, what are they? Do they work? And what's the research behind them? How can someone use them to really see benefits? Absolutely. So vaginal weights are a set of small, as it sounds, weights. Ours are color-coded so that white is the lightest weight, and then the color purple gets darker over the course of six different weights in the set. And so as the color gets darker purple, the weight gets heavier. And vaginal weights were originally incepted in a different format outside where we were the first silicone, pretty bright vaginal weights on the market in 2015. And prior to that, they had been incepted by a physician in the 1980s as a means of training what's called proprioception. So in the 1980s, a doctor named Dr. Plevnik created what he called vaginal cones. And the primary purpose and intention was to help treat people that had urinary incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse by placing the weight inside the body became aware of where the pelvic floor muscles were and could appropriately contract and respond. And that's called proprioception, the brain's ability to detect where a body part is. And the the issue with the pelvic floor is for a person who's having difficulty with their pelvic floor, you can't really see it and you can't really observe it contract. So the vaginal weights were incepted as a means of people being able to feel the proper contraction. And so interestingly enough, when you think about a condition like stress urinary incontinence, where you're coughing and sneezing, and you accidentally leak some urine or pelvic organ prolapse, one of the factors that may be contributing to that is that the pelvic floor muscles don't have good timing or coordination or proper strength. And so the vaginal weights can be used as a means of properly contracting and coordinating, learning how to coordinate through exercise, the pelvic floor muscles, and then progressively strengthening them if they are found to be weak. And so the nice thing about the vaginal weight is, is that if you place it inside the vagina, you can contract and feel, and your brain knows that you're doing the Kegel properly, 
in service of strengthening the pelvic floor muscles or training timing and coordination or endurance of those muscles. So that is the original inception and the traditional use behind them and how they are commonly used today. And in terms of the literature, there is a small body of literature that shows that there are different protocols in place. And so when you're thinking about how research works, researchers are often trying to compare one treatment method versus another. And um, so what we see reflected in the research is that the vaginal weights are superior to some forms of medication for treatment of overactive bladder. And we see that they can be a means of training proprioception. Um, when you look at large reviews that try to compare different types of research, it gets really tricky because sometimes they're comparing vaginal weights to no treatment or vaginal weights to one-on-one -on -one treatment with a physical therapist. And so it's really hard to know what the protocol was in place. But overall, the research does show that when they are used properly and the patient stays the course with the treatment plan, that they can be effective to manage stress urinary incontinence and overactive bladder. That is a great lead in actually to the next question, which, you know, in an ideal world, everyone would have some access to individualized care, whether it's seeing that pelvic PT or another provider. So my question for you, and tell me if this doesn't make sense, is how do you feel that products such as what you all have at Intimate Rose and just other resources out there can play a role in helping women get better, improve their quality of life, because maybe that access isn't there? Or do you see it more kind of integrated all together? It's, it's every which way, especially in today's age in a, you know, in a post-pandemic, hopefully post-pandemic era where, you know, some people may not have access to care because of distance to a qualified pelvic health therapist or due to high healthcare costs or to scheduling conflicts and all those things. The tools can be used as a means of helping to empower the patient to address some of their symptoms and reach some of their goals independently. They can also be used as a means of part of their plan of care while they are under the care of a pelvic physical therapist. So pelvic physical therapists all over the world are prescribing or recommending our products as a part of the treatment. That means like when they're in the clinic, they're working one-on-one -on -one with the pelvic physical therapist and doing biofeedback or manual therapy or exercises pertinent to that unique patient's needs and that unique patient's goals. And then the tools are implemented as part of the home program. And that's helpful in getting the patient to reach their goals faster. And then also, eventually, every patient's going to graduate from pelvic physical therapy. That's our goal as pelvic physical therapists is to help people reach their goals and to be independent. And oftentimes being independent means using the wand um, as a means of managing their pelvic pain during stressful times or using the vaginal weights as a means of progressing their pelvic floor strength because they've primarily met their goals, but now they want to be able to run more or they have goals surrounding, you know, if they have an active job and they want to be able to do their job without leaking urine, the vaginal weights are implemented as a means of maintaining strength for them after they've been discharged. So it, it we see everything under the sun in terms of when the tools are implemented and whether they're implemented in or out of the clinic. And to be quite honest, all of them are valid. 
it is in an ideal world, everyone would get pelvic physical therapy. And we are always working to match customers that don't have a pelvic physical therapist with one in their area. But sometimes it's just simply not a possibility for them. So it's all it's all valid. Build a toolkit right? And it's when you were talking about the proprioception, which I thought you did such a great job of describing with that's part of your toolkit, like learning where your pelvic floor muscles are, feeling them, you know, properly contract and how to use them with exercise, having the chance to practice that. That's part of your toolkit. But then these other products and resources can be a part of your toolkit as well. And it it sounds like it's going to be different for each person. Absolutely. So there are a ton of different products, services, resources out there. I mean, it's so fun and cool to see just like, I don't know, pelvic health blowing up on TikTok and Instagram, which is amazing. I mean, there's so much out there for, you know, the motivated woman to go look for. So how does someone make a decision about what to pick for them, what's right for them, if they feel maybe a little overwhelmed by the options that are out there? Sure. Well, and going back to our earlier conversation, ideally, they would have had an evaluation by a pelvic health physical therapist, so they know what their working diagnosis is, or what their working kind of category of pelvic floor health status is. But if they don't, again, we run into that all the time. So on our website at intimaterose.com, we have hundreds of different articles to help people. We have a, um, a web page that allows people to enter in symptoms so that they can get a better idea of um, information regarding their current pelvic health coordination patterns. Um, not it's not meant to be a diagnostic tool or to provide medical management, but it's meant to help empower people and educate them about what common symptoms are for various categories of pelvic health. And that can give them an idea of where to start, which exercises may be helpful. We have then guides on all of the different products that can help people to utilize them independently if they need to do so. Again, never replacing medical information or providing diagnosis, but as a means of helping to give someone a, a peace of mind and to provide them with all of the different types of tools and which people tend to benefit from which. And in addition to that, hundreds of exercise videos and other means of supporting them as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. So everyone can go to your website. It sounds like there's a lot of resources on there and just taking the time to educate yourself and learn about, you know, what is going on with you. But that is really, really cool. All right. I've got one last question because we do have kind of a mix in our listeners of some clinicians listening as well. I was at a PTA CSM, so the biggest physical therapy conference that goes on, and I got to walk by your booth and see that you all are coming out with some new dilators, rectal dilators. I just wanted to see if you would be willing to talk about that and share a little bit more about that because that is really exciting. Yes, we are so excited. Our anal dilators, our rectal dilators, feature 
a very thin entry point into the dilator system. So this allows people to start using them at a, at a more constricted point. So people that could benefit from them include those who have had colorectal cancer, perhaps they've undergone chemotherapy or radiation therapy and are experiencing uh, restriction around their anus. People that have issues with bowel movements like constipation or coordination of their pelvic floor that allow them to drop and relax and, and have a smooth and easy bowel movement. And then um, a myriad of other diagnoses as well. And then also for people who are perhaps wanting to use them more recreationally to explore different avenues in their intimacy. But they do start very, very small. And then they feature a taper, kind of like an hourglass shape that allows for a very gentle stretch of the anal sphincter and then allows it to come back down and relax so that people can be working on different time parameters according to their physician's orders or their pelvic physical therapist's orders um, and according to their current rehabilitation program. And they come in bright, pretty colors as always. <laughs> as they should. As they should. <laughs> and we are hoping to launch them in the next three or four months. So they should be coming to the market shortly. And we're very excited and proud of them because currently our vaginal dilators can be used rectally. They have a stopper on them that makes them safe to do so. But what we recognized was that it would be helpful to have a rest point, to have that taper hourglass type figure for people who need to get a stretch and then need to be working on tolerating something in but without having the entire circumference of stretch for the duration of the treatment period if that makes sense so totally. it just allows people to like have that gentle and progressive stretch and then you know use it as they're being directed to by their provider yeah, that is so cool. I mean, I don't think that there's many products like that really at all out on the market. And so it's great to see how innovative you all are and patient centric. That's just so cool that you guys are coming out with that. So thank you so much for sharing all of this information with me, Amanda. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you about all of these things. Intimate Rose is doing such great stuff, um, and I'm so glad that you got to share a little bit more about it with us. If you could just take a moment to share where people could find you, what your website is. I know you have a presence on social media. Absolutely. Our website is intimaterose.com and we feature all the different guides there. We have a lot of different really helpful posts and videos on Instagram. So on Instagram, we are at intimaterose. We are also on YouTube. So on YouTube, I park a lot of different educational videos and content geared towards patients and clinicians alike. And then we do a little bit on Twitter and then we are on TikTok now. So you can find more educational content there at intimaterose. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was so great talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Flight by Pelvidol is approved for pelvic floor strengthening and SUI only. All information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace medical advice. Always seek out a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have about a medical condition. And if you have a question about flight and its indications for use, please see our website at flighttherapy.com. And that's it. See you next time on the next episode of Pelvic Floor at its Core.